Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller. I'm here with C.J. Jones, and we are going to talk about growing up. How are you, Cheryl? I'm hanging in there. How are you doing, Vivian? <laughs> I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. Amen. So we're going to talk about growing up, and I'm not sure. I think we may end up I may end up changing the title when I get to it, but for now, I, I'd like to read a scripture, and then we're gonna then we then I'll tell you where it is because mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about growing up. Okay. The Lord started dealing with me this morning about, it. and you know, I ask all week. I ask, what are we talking about, Lord? What are we talking about? So right. I'm gonna read you a, a scripture. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know even as also I am known. Now to go to 1 Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. And would you, would you read First uh, Corinthians thirteen down through um, verse seven, please? From verse one to verse seven. Mm, verse eight. Go go to verse I, eight. Are you want me to go to verse eight? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. It says verse eight. No, one through eight. One through eight. I'm sorry. I'll, one I got gotcha. you. Okay. It says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor, and even sacrifice my body, I could boast about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophesy and speaking in unknown languages. Oh, prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I was sitting here listening to you. I didn't want to read it in the King James because it's a little more, it's not as easy to understand. But as uh -huh. I was sitting here um, listening to you, the the Lord quickened me to start this reading this in the Amplified. Oh. And so I'm pulling it up in the Amplified. Okay. I was in Second Corinthians, and that's not going to work because I need First Corinthians. 
not the same. It's not the same chapter when it's in Second Corinthians. Right. So I'm going to skip down to the part that talks about love, starting at verse four. Charity, uh, excuse me, love endures long and is patient and kind. Love is never envious nor boils over with jealousy. It is not boastful or vainglorious. It does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, is not self-seeking, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. It is not self-seeking, is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are faithless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. For as for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it should be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they shall be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it shall pass away. It will lose its value and superseded and be superseded by the truth. But love never fails. Isn't it interesting that the verse I read at the beginning is in the middle of the love chapter? Yeah. The, the verse was all I heard this morning in my spirit, and I didn't know where it was. And when I went to look for the verse, I went, oh, so that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> because I'm very familiar, and most, most believers are very familiar, if they know the word at all, with verses four through eight mm -hmm. in the love chapter. However, most people don't know that when I was a child, I spoke as a child and understood as a child, right? Right. Uh huh. That's in the same the same chapter. I don't think that God made a mistake. I don't think He put it out of context. I'm going to read it in the Amplified of that verse, that verse eleven. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. And now, but now that I become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. Remember last week when we had the podcast, before the podcast, I told you about a very challenging phone call that I had while I was at work? Yes. And I told you that I had to make a quality decision to forgive because the person I was speaking to was extremely abusive and right. extremely rude. Mm -hmm. And I had to repeatedly, several times, say, to my, say out loud, I refuse to walk out of love, I forgive. I make a quality decision to forgive. I hold no ought against him. Right. I have, as you know, Sunday and Monday off. When I went back to work on Tuesday, guess who my very first call was? Was it that guy? It was the same guy. I recognize the name because you, in my field of work, if I recognize your name, either 
you've been up to something and I've caught you at it more than once. And so your name comes in. I you know I can, I'm, as I'm saying that, I can think of a name that I've talked to you repeatedly, who has repeatedly tried to pass fraud through. Okay. This guy's name was still on my, was still in my, in my memory because of how he treated me. And it was yeah. the first call I had. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, devil, we've already had this discussion. We, I've already forgiven him. So I acted like I didn't know that I had talked to him before. He didn't recognize that he talked to me before, but he did the same behavior that he did the first time. Really? And when I put him on hold, I said, Lord, first of all, this shouldn't have come through a second time. And I used Nahum 1-9, what you imagine against the Lord, he'll make another end. And the yeah. affliction will not rise up the second time. And I said, he's come through twice. So I need to know how you want this done. But if I'm going to go, if he's either, I'm either going to go back and those spirits will not operate or he's going to hang up on me because mm -hmm. I don't want to take the hit. Right. He hung up when I went back. Wow. And I was telling my son about this. And he says, I don't understand why, what's the point of the devil doing that? And I said, the point, the reason he wants to put me in that position is he's looking for a way in. Strife is his way in. Right. And that man, you, because of the enemy, hit every hot button that I have on both calls. I understand. I, I get it. And I said, if, if the enemy gets me in strife, he takes control. And I refuse to give him control of my life. Right. You've read my book, not all of them, but you've read one or two. Uh -huh. You know what my books are about. Yes. A lot of people do not understand what we are actually dealing with here. It's, yes, we're dealing with things in the natural. You know, this world is going, is going wayward of the word in every way. But to have dominion and authority without hindrance in our own personal lives and therefore in our family circle and therefore in our friend circle, we ourselves individually must stay on the left line. Correct. And the enemy does everything he can to get each of us off that love line because he wants control. Right. You have been believing God for things for decades mm -hmm. that have not manifested. Right. I've been believing God for things for decades that have not manifested. I had someone text me over the weekend after between the call on Saturday and the call on Tuesday from the same guy. I had someone text me over the weekend and said, are you still believing God for blah, 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 blah? And my flesh wanted to get offended. Like, why are you asking me if I'm still believing God? Don't you know me well enough to know <laughs> how I am? <laughs> right. So I didn't respond to the text for a really long time because I needed it to not be responded to in the flesh. Yeah. I needed it to be responded to in the spirit. Yes. 
So when I finally thought, okay, Lord, how do I deal with this? He said, just use that little, you know how we had those little comment things on our text where we can say, emphasize something or love something or like something. I used yeah. the question mark. Like, why are you asking me this? Right, right. And it was a couple of hours later that the person came back and said, well, because of this and this and this in the natural, you know, I, I was just curious if you were still believing God for that. And my response was, by then I was calm. And my response was, yeah. um, why would I give up now when I, God has already given it to me? Ooh, good point. When I already have it, why would I give up now? Yeah. And the person said, well, so-and-so and so in the natural. And I said, if you have to ask me that question, you don't know me as well as you think you do. Right. But that's just it. it. Was, you know, it, it shouldn't matter what's going on in the natural. That's the point. And yeah. I gave the person the, the, the scripture where I said, if you have to ask me that question, you don't know me that well. Yeah. I resp I also gave the scripture in Second Corinthians about you know, the things that we see are temporal and subject to change, but the things that we don't see are eternal. I sent that scripture. Looking not at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. Right. That's why that's the scripture I sent. And I haven't heard any more about it. And the Lord, and the reason I didn't respond right away is because my flesh wanted to get offended. Yeah. And I realized that was another attempt to get me in, into an offense, get me into division. This is a person who, know, who knows me very well. And right. I realized it was the enemy prompting that person to ask me a question that would try to get me off the love walk. Man. I am not the only one he does that to. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I am making that point for those that are listening. I am not yeah. the only one he does that to. Right. And we have to stay on our guard. The word says, be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, goes about seeking whom he may devour. It doesn't say he'll devour everybody. Right, it doesn't. It only says who he may devour. Go to First Peter 5. I want you to read it in yours. Okay. Let's see. Oh, I'm so sorry. Bless me. You are blessed, abundantly, highly favored, and taking healing as we speak. Amen. I receive it. That just snuck up on me. Wasn't expecting it at all. Okay. Verse That's eight. That's how the enemy does. That's how I know. Enemy, yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly how he does. Yes, um, eight and nine. Right. Eight and nine, okay. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world are suffering you are. Right. Right. Good scriptures. He is, he is 
never going to, he's relentless. He will never stop. Right. And people think if they have a moment of peace, oh, good, I can relax now. And they put the word away. You can't do that and win. Right. You know that old expression, I grew up with it. That old expression, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yes. Yeah. Tell me, tell me who lost the Super Bowl five years ago. I have no idea. Tell me who lost the Super Bowl. I because you're into football, that's why I'm saying Super Bowl, because I'm not in I'm not into sports. I'm sports illiterate on purpose. <laughs> tell me who won tell me who won the Super Bowl two years ago. Or lost the Super Bowl two years ago. I, I really honestly don't. You know why? Why? Because it does matter whether you win or lose. If it didn't matter whether you win or lose, but only how you played the game, mm -hmm. people would remember the loser. Mm. I get you. Right? Yeah. I mean, the loser doesn't get anything, but oh, they lost. They, they you know, they played so and so and they lost. Yeah. And a couple of weeks later, people have forgotten about the fact that they lost, unless somebody, two people, two friends are rivals and one likes one team and one likes the other. Then the friend that likes the winner may, may you know, <laughs> rib the, his other friend. See, you took went for the loser. See how it is? <laughs> you know, he might do that for a little <laughs> while longer, but generally speaking, nobody cares about the loser. Right. That's true. Go to First Corinthians 3. And I'm going to read verses one through three, and then I'm going to have you read it in yours because I think that may be easier for people. And I, brethren, would not speak unto you, I could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ or in the anointed ones. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you have not been able to hear it, neither can you now, now are you able, for you are yet carnal or fleshy, is what it means. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and division, are you not carnal and walk as men? Go ahead and read yours and read it in yours, please. Okay. Which verse do I start at? One through three. One through chapter three. Okay, gotcha. It says, sisters. When I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready. For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are in quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your? Aren't you living like people of the world? Yeah, and see that's that's the whole thing. So many believers, they go to church on Sunday. They might go to church on Wednesday or you know some other midweek service, but they're not applying what the Word says about walking in love 
They're not understanding. You know, we talked about the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit a few weeks ago. The fruit of the spirit, when it's listed, starts with love because everything else hinges on love. Love, you can't have joy without love. You can't have peace without love. It all hinges on love. <clears throat> and people right. want, they're too quick to become offended, become irritated, become angry. I'll give you a piece of my mind. If I gave a piece, if I actually lost a piece of my mind, every time I've given people a piece of my mind since I was little, I would not have any mind at this point. <laughs> it would have been long gone. I hear you. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not easy to get angry. Some people have more of a temper than I do. I've always been very, I'm always been pretty steady when it comes to temper. If I mm -hmm. do actually lose it and get angry, it takes a, a lot to get me there. And, and it's a very slow, gradual increase until I get there. And then I blow up. It, it's a few minutes, a few, you know, a minute, two minutes, and I calm down and then it's done. But in spite of that, I can't afford mm -hmm. to do that. I right. cannot afford to do that because it's, it's too dangerous in the time that we're in. Yeah. We're too close to seeing manifestation of God's glory. And I don't want to be left out. I don't want to be at the sidelines watching everybody receive what they've been believing God for and me lose out on everything because I, I couldn't get it together. Right. That person that gets me angry, that person, that man that was used as the devil on Saturday of last week and Tuesday of this week, he's not important enough for me to lose what I've been believing God for for decades. Amen to that. He's not strong enough to cause me to lose all of that. And on Tuesday, his girlfriend got in the middle of it too, and she called me names before oh. they hung. So I had two of them on Tuesday after dealing with him on Saturday. Oh, um, go to... Go to First John 2. John 2, okay. First John 2. Verse 5 says, But whoso keeps his word in him truly or verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Verse 6. He that says he abides in him ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. Highlight that. What does it read? How does it read in yours? It says, but those who obey God's word truly show how completely. That's how we know we are living in him. <clears throat> those who say. They live in God, should live their lives as Jesus did. Right. Look at verse, or chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. 
He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. I hear a lot of people talk about God, you know, God has love, God has love. He's, he's, he loves better than we do. He has the godly love. No, it doesn't say he has. It says he is love. Right. When that becomes a revelation to people, it changes the way they act. Because every time I choose to love somebody who's unlovely, I'm bringing God on the scene to break the power of, of what they're doing. Amen. That's profound. Definitely. And it doesn't put me in a, in a way, in a, a position of getting hurt. I'll tell you a story in a minute. I want you to read the seven and eight, please, in your, in your version. <clears throat> okay. It says, dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who, lo anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Right. I'm glad it says God is love in yours as well, because sometimes yours waters it down a little, so I'm really glad it didn't do that. Yeah. Yes, God is love. And the thing of it is, is that there are times, there have been times in my life when I had, was in a position where I could have really been hurt. But because of the love of God, he protected me. I, you know that my mm -hmm. early walk, I spent a lot of, I was involved in deliverance. So are you. Yeah. Not just with myself, but I was helping other people get free. Mm-hmm. And I, knew, I had a friend who owned a care home and there was a woman there who, who was a believer. She was one of those, she looked like one of those little cute, little bubbly Christian elderly ladies, really cute looking, you know? Uh -huh. And my friend wanted me to, to get this woman delivered. We both knew she had spirits and we wanted to get her delivered. And I said to her, does she want to be free? And she says, well, she needs to be delivered. I said, that's not what I asked you. Does she want to be free? And she says, yeah, she wants to be free. I said, because if she doesn't want to be free, she's going to let them back in and she's going to be seven times worse. Right. She says, no, she wants to be free. So I began to, to I, w I didn't feel good about it in my spirit. I should have just said, no, I was new and new in the Lord. And I had a hard time saying no to people for certain things. So I went ahead. She was a close friend. So I went ahead and started the process. And in the middle of that process, spirits rose up. And this woman started calling me a, a false prophet, which at that point, I didn't know that I even operated in the prophetic. <laughs> and she was calling me a false prophet. And then she decided she was going to slap my face. Mm. And there were witnesses there. So I'm with them. It isn't my imagination what happened. Because she tried three times to slap me. And every time she tried to slap me, she got within an inch of my face and her she couldn't go and her hand couldn't go any further. She hauled back to hit me in the face and her hand stopped an inch of my face. So she hauled back and hit tried to hit me in the face again, and again her hand stopped an inch of my face. And then she was really the spirits that were operating were really angry and she really hauled back. And went to hit me. And again, she couldn't hit me. And then she threw up her hands and just went, forget it. There were witnesses there. And over the next several weeks, 
every one of my friend's staff came to me and said, did you see what happened? I said, what did you see happen? Because I wanted them to tell me what they saw. Right. And they said, she tried to hit you and she couldn't do it. I said, that's because I walk with God and God protected me. Wow. And I've had many instances over my walk like that. Same thing, but, you know, similar things where I was really in danger. I mean, physical danger and God protected me supernaturally. You cannot love walk is, is no big deal. And there are, I know there are people that have heard about the love walk so much and they say, oh, I've heard that before. Well, until you're walking in it, you won't see the manifestation of God's glory like you can when you walk in it. Right. Because he will do things for you that are, there's no other explanation. And the funny thing about it is some of her staff were, were cousins of hers and they didn't particularly like me. And after that incident, they left me alone. I never had a problem with any of them after that. <laughs> Amen to that. Because they, they, they were afraid of me then. Yeah. And they kept thinking it was me. They kept trying to say it was me. And I said, no, it was the power of God. He protected me. He will protect me from anyone who tries to hurt me. And they heard right. what I said. <laughs> they heard what I said. And that was the end of the problems with them. Right. So when we when we talked about the fruit of the flesh, and I want to go back there again, because it's really important to understand that when people to the flesh, they have let the devil in. Yeah. We are not we are not sovereign beings. We are going to either follow God or we're going to follow the enemy. And Christians need to understand be Christians, the little anointed ones, and they cannot in this time walk in that anointing unless they are actually, truly staying as close to that love line as they possibly can. We all make mistakes, but we have 1 John 1, 9 if we do. That's right. Can you turn to 1 John 1, 9 for a second and just read that and I'll, I'm I'm at Galatians 5, and you can meet me there in a minute. Okay. <clears throat> First John 1, 9 says, But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Right. And that cleansing means he forgets that we even did it. Right. We could bring it up to him later because we felt bad, and he's going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. That's right. Because it's gone. Go to, go to Galatians 5. It says in verse 18, but if you are led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and, and such like, which, of the which I tell you before, as I've said, told you in, in time past, that they that do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And if we remember that God is love, we can say we will not inherit the kingdom of love. 
because love doesn't do any of that. Yeah. And we have an enemy that is bound and determined to get us off that love line so that we're in his territory. That's right. It's as though we're walking on the border between light and dark. I mean, that there's a, an actual visible border, border between light and dark. Picture, picture a border and someone's walking that line that is between light and dark. And depending on the decision you make or an I make and everybody else makes, we either end up on the dark side or we end up on the light side. Yeah. You, you don't want to know, say you know God and be on the dark side very long because the enemy, you're in his territory. And if you say you belong to, to the Lord and you're in the enemy's territory, he's not going to waste any time. He's going to immediately come down on you from every direction. That's right. Because he hates you. By the same token, if Joe Blow, your neighbor who gets drunk every night, beats his wife, sells drugs out of his house, if the enemy won't do anything to him because he's already doing the enemy's work. That's right. He's no threat. Mm -hmm. But someone who calls themselves as one of the lords is a threat. If any of these in that dark end, that dark side, it's like I've heard Bill Winston talk about people cheating on their taxes he says you can cheat on your taxes pretty much your whole life if you don't know the lord and you know no one's gonna i'm paraphrasing here yeah. and the devil will never make sure you get caught but you make one lie on a on a tax return once you know the lord and you're walking with him and they'll have you they'll be down on you to audit very quickly very quickly because the enemy knows what you did he's the one that got you to lie in the first place and then he's going to turn around or he's the one that got you to sleep with your with your best friend's husband or he's the one that got you to you know go get drunk and and you know be rowdy and 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 just completely out of control and then he's going to take whatever he got you to do and he's going to use it against you yeah Somebody will, somebody will have videoed you and put it on Facebook when you got drunk <laughs> and disordered. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's uh -huh. going, you're going to get found out because he's using that spiritual law of there's nothing hid that will not be brought to light, nothing done in darkness, or nothing hid that will not be um, made known and nothing done in darkness not be brought to light. He's using that spiritual law in reverse against you. He uses the word in reverse. He knows the word better than most Christians. Oh, absolutely he does. And he twists it. That's what wicked means. He twists the word so that it, you're working it backwards because you don't know it, because you haven't spent time in it, because you don't know how to discern. This is a devil speaking to me to get me to get angry and blow my top and give somebody yeah. a piece of my mind. Right. That's where my wow. books come in. That's why I wrote the books that I wrote. Well, I didn't write them. God gave me the words and I wrote them. But I mean, he's the one that gave me the idea for the books. And he's the one that's given me every storyline and how it turns out. I never know when I start writing it, how it's going to turn out. I just know that it's going to be in victory when it finishes. But he's the one that gives me those, those parables, modern day parables, 
because people need to understand how absolutely devious and subtle he is. If all of us were receiving from the kingdom of God like, like God intended, he would he would be he would have lost all the people he's had pretty much instantly if people saw the, the huge yeah. difference. But the problem is it keeps Christians bound by their own behavior, by wrong thinking and by you know putting them in a, making them feel like they condemned because they they did they did something in the dark that was brought to the light and so now they're afraid to do anything. Um, one of my family members is still friends with somebody from that ministry. And mm -hmm. that person came from that ministry to visit one of my family members and stayed for two weeks. And because at that ministry, they're not allowed to do a lot of things, that person tried to, wanted my daughter-in-law to go buy some things from the store for her because she, didn't, she was afraid that they would find out that she bought alcohol. So they, she wanted my daughter-in-law to buy the alcohol. This is a grown-up. Yeah. Afraid to get caught. I know. Is that bondage or what? It is definitely bondage. Yeah, it is. Absolute bondage. And that's what the enemy does with everybody. And and why that person cannot could not cannot see it is deception. That that person cannot see. Either they need, if they want to drink, I mean, I don't have anything against, if, if somebody wants to be a Christian, drink alcohol, be a sipping saint, that's up to them. I don't do that, but that's, that's not my place to judge. Right. But if, they, if they're feeling like they want to do that and they have to hide it, maybe they need to work somewhere else. To be across the country and still not want to go into the liquor store yourself because you think you might get caught. <laughs> Talk about bondage. Yeah, as, as if, you know, the devil is going to go whisper in the ear of the pastor and, and tell them, oh, guess what so-and-so did. Not that right. he's not capable of doing that, but, you know. Um, but, I mean, really. Like that. Yeah, it's, it's not. That's serious bondage. Yeah. And, and yet, those, the same people that do that kind of thing, I'm just giving that as an example, but the same people that do that kind of right. thing are the same people that don't want to read my book because the devil doesn't work like that. We're Christians. We're all, we're all redeemed for, and we don't have to worry about the devil. He's not a, a threat to us. Yeah, he is. You need to understand how he's been twisting and manipulating and deceiving and keeping you in bondage. Right. Because it starts with that little, little stuff. Little stuff. And if you accept it, instead of standing, it's just like when we were going through that whole where the mask get the get the jab thing. Yeah. If you accept one mm -hmm. little bit of it, you end up with all of it. But you compromise right. to keep you loose. It's the right. same spirit. Wow. But when you walk in love, you can discern. What is the enemy and what is God? Would right. love to say that? Would love do that? Would love act that way? Oh, yeah, maybe. Vivian, maybe I need to straighten up. 
grab myself by the ear and say, no, I need to not do that. The Lord mm -hmm. got on me. Yeah, the Lord got on me last year because I was complaining a lot. And I said, no one hears me. He says, I hear you and I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs> Stop complaining. Because I was complaining to myself, not to anybody else, just to me. Right. I said, but nobody hears me. He says, I do. I'm tired of it. And when I, I got, I asked the Holy Spirit to interrupt me or disrupt any thought of complaining or criticizing that would try to come out of, before it came out of my mouth, I gave him permission to interrupt my thinking and stop me. And, you know, give me a, a, a heads up. This is, you're getting ready to say something that's out of love. And it was a really a concerted effort for a while, uh, for right. a, quite a while mm -hmm. to break that habit. It's much easier now than it was a year ago. Because it was like every, it felt like every 10 seconds he was saying, uh, don't say that. You need to repent. Mm -hmm. It's interesting it's how not... much we don't realize how we use our words and how we do certain things until we try to stop doing that. Mm hmm we're being manipulated. We're being, you know, the, the old expression, we're being played. Right. Talk about a player. <laughs> Satan is a player. He absolutely he is. is. He's absolutely well, plays he up, up one side, down the other, unless you understand the word. Right. And he's a, he's and, a master at it, you know? Yes, and he is. That's why he we says, have to know the word. Right. It's 6,000 years of practice. He mm -hmm. started in the garden. And he hasn't stopped yet. Not yet. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. There's a scripture in Luke that talks about the narrow road. But I'm, in the Amplified, it talks about the, 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 that narrow road is contracted with pressure. That's why it's narrow is because it's contracted by pressure. The pressure to give somebody a piece of your mind. The pressure to, you know, when somebody asks you a question, they shouldn't even be asking you. And the devil prompted that question. That same person was prompted several weeks ago to, to text me something that was gossip. And my response was, I don't care about those people. I'm not, I don't deal with those people anymore. I pray for them, but I don't, I don't care what happens with them all right that was my response because i wasn't going to get involved in gossip are you able to find that scripture in luke that talks about the mirror uh, yeah i'm looking right now i am too is it luke 13 yeah, I want, I, I'm thinking it was a double-digit chapter. I was looking at 11, trying to find it. It might be 13. Look, look at 13, 23, and 24, maybe. You're good at finding that stuff quickly. Yes, thank you. This you're is welcome. in the Amplified. 13, Luke 13, 24, and 25. You're the, you're the queen of finding things in the concordance. <laughs> My daughter-in-law is the queen of Google. You're the queen of finding things in the concordance. Strive to enter by the narrow road 
and excuse me, strive to enter by the narrow door, force yourselves through it. For many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able. For once the master of the house gets up and closes the door and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door again and again, saying, Lord, open to us. He will answer you. I do not know where I do not know where what household surely not mine you come from. In other words, you're not coming from my house. That's not the one I had in mind, but that was good. I'm talking about the, the, the where it says in the Amplified, it's the road is narrow and contracted with by pressure. I right. don't remember where it is. It only says it that way in the Amplified, so you may not, may not find something to find. I wish I had marked it in this one before. The last time I found it, because trying to find it, it's not. Lord, where is But that, that pre I asked the Lord when I saw it in the Amplified years ago, I said, what does that mean that it's narrow contracted by pressure? And he says, because you have pressure on every side to not follow me. That's the, road, the, the, love, the love walk is a narrow, it's a narrow path. Right. But it opens the door to all the blessings that you can possibly handle and more. Right. If you're willing to, and it, it boils down to if you're willing to submit yourself to the Lord rather than give people a piece of your mind. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's it's simple, but it's very rewarding. Very rewarding. Tell me again what scripture you're trying to look at. It talks about the narrow road, and I don't know how it reads in the King in the King James because it's been a while. But it talks about the narrow road, and and do you find it? Not the narrow, it, a narrow path, not but not a door, but an actual path. And I'm I'm thinking it's like in Luke. 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there, which is why I started looking at 11. But I'm not finding it. Well, I know there's one in Matthew 7, right? Um, but I, 7, I think that maybe the narrow... Open. Yeah. Talks about the gates. Maybe, and maybe... Maybe gates. Maybe that's what it is in the in the because in the amplified, like I said, it's. I thought it was loose, but in the amplified, it, it talks about it being contracted. Pressure. Uh, you were right. It's Matthew seven. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and uh, spacious and broad is the way that leads away to destruction, and many are those who who are entering through it. But the gate is narrow 
contracted by pressure, and the way is straightened and compressed, but leads away that leads away to life, and few are those who find it. Let me read that again. Yeah. This is the Amplified Classic, Matthew 7. Thank you for helping me with that. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and spacious and broad is the way that leads away to destruction. And many are those who are entering through it. But the gate is narrow, contracted by pressure, and the way is straightened and compressed that leads away to life. And few are those who find it. So it's a straight, compressed, and narrow road. And it's compressed because it's contracted by pressure. Yeah. And it says few find it. But we're coming into a place that the, the um, end time transfer has already started. And we're coming to a place that if you want to be a part of it, you have to, you have to step up. Right. And I'm not talking about, you know, beating somebody over the head or, you know, shooting anybody. I'm talking about stepping up in the love of God. You have to take that place because it's not, you're not going to get what you, what he has for you doing it any other way. Right. I mean, Doesn't I don't it say be... in like, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just saying, like, in Galatians 5, 6, where it says, you know, faith works by love. Right. It does. So, we have to stay in love and see those things come to pass that we've been standing, you know, decades for, believing God for, you know, and seeing the manifestation of those things yet doesn't mean we won't. But we, right. regardless, we have to stay in love. And I, I, you know, I get that. And I had an opportunity, you know, a couple of weeks ago to get out of, get in the flesh. And I, good Lord, did I. I immediately had to go before the Lord. And yeah. yeah. It bothered me that badly. Because, <laughs> well, and that's because you know better now. Yeah. I mean, it's more, it's more, it's more on your heart now than it might have been a few years ago. So it bothered you because right. you're, it's more, you're more aware of it. That's the whole thing is, is being in the word enough that you're aware of when you're walking out of that love line. Yeah. So because of that, I've been. And because uh, you know aware. how you felt when you, yeah, when you know how you felt when you yielded to that oh yeah oh, it, i felt didn't feel good. no yeah it did it didn't feel good did it no not at all yeah of course the enemy comes along right after that and tries to condemn you for it of course because he's the one that got you got you upset enough to get to fall into that and then as yeah. soon as you do it's like see what you did see what you did see what you <laughs> so, did neither, neither, neither. yeah you call yourself exactly. a christian cheryl uh-huh, see? uh-huh. Yeah, I know how he does. That was what it was. Yeah. That's why I immediately had to go. I immediately had to go before the Lord and and repent. 
because he knows the scripture in first John that says if we if our heart condemns us, we don't receive from God. So he had to get you feeling condemned so you couldn't yep. receive from God. That's right. He doesn't want he's a preacher of pride. He doesn't want egg on his face. If he sees somebody about to receive something, he's got to step in and try to make him make it stop so he can say to everybody that's watching him see. This stuff doesn't work. And he's the one that created the problem that made the stuff not work. Right. Because the person didn't know any better and yielded to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yep. So I think we're going to unhook here. As a reminder, I have a website, vivianlmiller.com. There are, uh, there are a lot of free materials on the website to help you grow in your faith. My books are also available. The, the materials are free. The books are not. But um, if nothing else, you have the word. And, and get in the word and stay in the word until you can discern from every angle, no matter how the enemy comes against you, you can discern that it's him when it's him or that it's God when it's God. That's the only way you're going to be able to tell because the word is the plumb line. So until next time, walk in victory, walk in courage, walk in faith, discern what voice you're hearing from and defeat the darkness. <laughs>